Welcome to Grind, Grind, Sell, Sell, Elevate, Elevate, with your host, Tizer Evans, a podcast dedicated to bringing you the top minds in all areas of business, entrepreneurship, sales, and leadership. Let's elevate together. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. I'm here with Clarissa Burt today out of Phoenix, Arizona. Clarissa, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, it's so good to see you and to meet you. Uh, yeah. This is our first meeting, but I know it won't be our last. No, absolutely not. I hope not. Well, you um, you are a very busy person. You're the CEO of Limelight Media. You've got a podcast. You just have a newly released book. Um, you've done a ton in your career. You've been on TV. You were a former supermodel out of Italy and probably all over the world, really. But I know you, you lived uh, abroad for what, 30 years and uh, across seas? About so, 30 years. Very good. Yeah. Yep, I did. So wonderful. I know that was a quick intro, but if you could um, talk to us a little about who you are and what you've done. Yeah. So I am the founder and the CEO of In the Limelight Media. We are, uh, obviously, we are content generators. It's uh, video and television, and we've got a podcast and a digital magazine. And what we do is we help solopreneurs and entrepreneurs get their message out, their voice uh, heard, and uh, raise brand awareness in a really quick way um, with great you know, ROI. That's basically what I do. I, th- I saw a kind of niche in the market where solopreneurs, especially, who are already capped out, yeah. uh, really don't have a lot of time for promotion and PR. They don't have, it's a lot of them, they don't have the wherewithal. They don't know how to go after, you know, media and, um, uh, you know, television spots and, you know, uh, podcasting like we're doing right now. They just don't know how to do it. Um, so there's a lot of preparation, as you know, that goes into these sorts of things before you just, you know, say, hey, ABC local in my town, I just want to be on your show. You've, there's some things that need to be in place first. So we get them ready for all of that. And then we are also and the limelight TV right here behind me is also on a network that uh, that we're able to be on Roku and Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Daily Motion, Panasonic, and a hundred other smart TV apps. So that part of what I do, I really like. The older me or the younger me <laughs> in other years, what I lived in Italy for thirty years, where I started out as a model and I I had a phenomenal phenomenal career back in the eighties. Yes the 80s. And, um, you know, I walked all the major runways in the world and came home with about 250 covers and beauty campaigns. And it was a fabulous, fabulous career. But that then parlayed into some acting. So some people may remember, maybe in your age group, uh, me as the the mean queen and the never ending story part two mm-hmm. um i also did many other movies in italy uh and then i started my own production company my largest production being a three-hour live broadcast on italian television with 18 cameras and 2,000 people sitting in water in front of a castle in calabria so the, the bleachers were actually built oh, wow. right so yeah so i mean i you know basically and you know i like to i like to bring this out every once in a while when i can and say that's where I caught the bug, right there, everybody. <laughs> Mary Poppins in the kindergarten play. That's 1965. And right after I sang Super Fragilistic, I got, I'm not going to say a standing ovation, but I definitely got some uh, some applause, and I think that's where I caught the bug. That was it. So, and that was in a long time ago. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about that and how it relates to, you know, your new book is The Self-Esteem Regime. And um, I have a five and a seven year old. And, and so uh, both are 
We're in seven-year-olds in a second season of basketball and a five-year-old's first season for basketball. And I could tell my seven-year-old is obsessed with playing. And he's, he's very talented for his age group. He, he's, he's outscored every team he's played oh, by, wow. by himself the first three games. But with my five-year-old, um, he came over at halftime on Saturday and he was very frustrated because they were down four to two in the real high scoring game. Right. And, and he goes, you know, we're playing terrible dad. We're playing terrible. And I go, well, Nixon, I said, well, why don't you go out there and you take some shots? You haven't scored. You haven't contributed to your team. Right. So he goes out there and the second half, he makes his first bucket he's ever made in a game. And then he made two more and he had six of his team's eight points. Right. But you could tell the first time he made a shot it all clicked in his mind and everybody started clapping and then he started clapping for himself while he was running down the court and immediately though his self-esteem went through the roof and it empowered him to take you know another five or six shots in the game where he hadn't taken any shots in the first two games well let me let me break that down a little bit farther for you and that is you you empowered him because you advocated for him and that's really huge for all of us i mean we all are looking for you know uh some and i'm not saying this is what you should be self-esteem on but it definitely helps when you are advocating for someone or you're a rah-rah session you're a cheer the cheer team, you know, you're absolutely get, you've got somebody's back and we, we, we might say it that way. And it's, it's one of those kind of things that kind of validates us. I mean, wow, somebody really cares and somebody's there for me and I'm going to do my best. And, and it's just kind of that simple sometimes, mm. um, you know, and, and people think, I think as we grow older that we don't need that kind of, that kind of attention anymore. And we, and we do, we do. So if you feel so inclined, you know, I, many times I'll, I'll be walking by somebody, you know, Hey, I love that dress and just keep going, mm-hmm. you know, wow, you look really pretty today and just keep going, you know, and it, it can be the littlest things sometimes that you do. Cause it makes you feel good too. Right. And that, you know, you left something behind by making, by helping someone else who, you know, what kind of day they're having. You don't know what was going through your son's head on the, on, on, the, on the court. You have no idea what he was thinking. But just what you said might have taken him out of the funk and, and look at what he was able to do with that. No, I, I, t- I totally agree. And I try to be as supportive as, as possible as, as a father. Um, I try to push them and encourage them to, to understand practice and hard work. But, you know, the correlation you made from the, the photo, I was just curious, you know, having had that standing, you know, as a little person, was that, you know, a precursor to really help lift your self-esteem to go, well, I want to do this more? Well, I guess it did because I, I knew it was what I loved doing, number one. I mean, I was at five years old. I was the kid that would be, you know, in front of the TV and watching the big, you know, Hollywood movies and falling in love with Rita Hayworth and, I, you know, Ava Gardner. And they were beautiful and they danced and they sang. Nobody knew that, you know, they probably might have been fake voice. But at the time, at five, six, seven, eight, nine sure. years old, watching these beautiful icons, um, these women, and I just wanted to be just like them, you know, um, uh, some years later, and I don't think I have the picture out now. It's a, it's a picture of me and Ava Gardner next to one another. And, and the magazine drew, drew the similarities between us. Oh my mm. God, you gotta be kidding me. Really? Yeah, and then as so I was cool. doing another television show in Italy, it was very cool. As I was doing another television show in Italy, they put me in the Rita Hayworth Mame outfit, the two-piece white and gold, uh, and I sing Amado Mio, 
just like she did. And and they, they and so there was another so I mean you talk about the power of thought as a five, six, seven, eight, nine year old saying, I want to be just like them, and then later years having the possibility to not be them, but be compared to them in some way, shape, or form is like mind blowing. Sure. It's craziness. So it was it was certainly an honor for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, why, why is self-esteem so important? And, you know, I think a lot of people know that they need to have it, but what are ways that people can start to develop it if they feel like, man, I've got really shitty self-esteem? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, you need to be reaching out for books like mine. And I don't mean it to sell a book because honestly, I, you know, we don't, we're not going to get rich making, you know, writing a book. We all sure. kind of know that too. But one of the first things that I think is really important, number one in self-esteem, I call it self-esteem 101, and that is stop comparing yourself to everybody. It's like the simplest thing. You hear it all the time, mm -hmm. but it's... It's so true because what I like to say is you get to be you. You get lucky, mm. you know. Do you think that the universe, the higher power, the divine, or whatever you want to call it, didn't know what they were doing? And who are you to question it? Yeah. Right? So go ahead and be who you're supposed to be. Be the best version of that. And some people say, yeah, but I don't know. And I, okay, but there, is, but you do know there's an inkling. There's a spark in there. There's something that you want to do, you know you're good at, you know you dream of doing but are afraid to even say, what is that? And then, you know, go from there and build upon that. Go out and, you know, look, today there's all kinds of uh, things that you can do on the internet, courses and classes and meetup.com. And I mean, you could be here all day giving you resources and tools as to how it is you can connect with like-minded people, people that are going to lift you up as well, which is, is important in some cases. You know, not all of us were lucky enough to come from really great dad and mom, had the happiest childhood ever. I like, when do I hear that? Once in a blue moon, I hear somebody say that. Yeah. And I think it's great if, if that's who you are. But even the people that say that have issues with self-esteem. Sure. There will always be an ebb and, you know, life is an ebb and flow, as you well know, Tizer. It's one of those kind of things that, you know, you're riding on the crest of the wave one day, the next thing, you know, you know you're tumbling underneath and you're eating sand, right? You're pounding sand. Yeah. So you've got to be able to to navigate that with 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 your feet firmly planted as i say standing in your stead and making sure that all the things that are important to you and we'll talk about creating boundaries if your if your self esteem is not intact by the time your feet hit the ground in the morning you're going to have issues with yourself and you're going to have issues with other relationships as well Right. So this is the part where I get really passionate when I say you got to make sure that you're doing the work on you. And mm -hmm. a lot of the work is not easy. And most of the work is uncomfortable. But the payoff is phenomenal. No, or the I, payback. If you want to call it. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. There's one thing I wanted to go back to because uh, I do want to talk about boundaries and, and the work. Um, and, and you hit such a key point of comparing ourselves to others, right? You know, it's that quote, comparison is a theft of joy. And, you know, something I always kind of come back to, what have you seen transpired? Do you think that, even because it's, it's, I think it's tongue in cheek now, but I think, do think it's true that social media has destructed our society when it comes to self-esteem oh, yeah. because you're constantly comparing mm -hmm. yourself to a highlight reel. So when you work with people or solopreneurs, uh, they're comparing their, maybe their success to another entrepreneur who's running a bigger company. Yeah. Do you tell them to detox or take a social media diet? 
I tell them to live their own life and stop worrying about everybody else so darn much. You know, everybody's on a different path. I'm not supposed to be you and you're not supposed to be me. I got, right. uh, you know, I, I'm a late bloomer. I've been a late bloomer with everything in my life, but I caught up quickly. And, uh, and don't forget that you're only seeing a part of what, of reality. Look at what happened mm. today. We had a beautiful girl that had the world going for her, jump off a building in New York City. Wow. Who would have ever known? Yeah. You know, to be able to, to, to get to a point where you want to not be living anymore means you're having a really hard time and your self-esteem, I guarantee you, is in the middle there somewhere. Yeah. And so no matter what happens in life and what life is throwing at you, when I say stand say st strong in your stead and feet firmly rooted, it, you know, you will be able to navigate any storm and reach out. There's no shame, no shame in asking for help. I have in my lifetime. I don't know about you, but God darn you. We all know, you know, that life can be a really nasty ass place to be sometimes. Yeah. And that's to be expected. We're all going through it, especially these last two years, which is another reason why I was so excited that the book, the timing of the book, yeah. I wanted this book out. I wanted this out eight years ago. Wasn't the right time. It's the perfect time now yeah. because it's coming on the heels of the Me Too movement and it's coming right as everybody just has had quite enough with COVID. You know, we've had two years now worth of loss, yep. loss of faith, loss of hope, loss of job, loss of money, loss of relationships. I could go down the loss of family members, loss of, of you know, uh, of, of anything that we that we hold dear to hold on to, really. I mean, yes, we have families, but, you know, if we, if we we look at watching the news we don't know what to believe anymore so there's so much uncertainty mm -hmm. there's not a lot of uncertainty when you're when you are really strong standing strong in your stead and and making sure that you know look i I know what I have to do to turn off the TV. I don't have to watch it so much. I want to be, I want to be abreast of what's going on, but I don't want to be all consumed by it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, because it'll drive you nuts. So we, you have to be able to also be really careful about your, who are you listening to? Who are you believing? You know, what are you, what are you advocating for? Uh, where do you draw the line? Mm -hmm. Right. So there are all kinds of different things. You got to check in with yourself a minute. Say, hold on. The first chapter in the book is release. First off, release all the stuff, all the all the old paradigms, all the stuff you you know your tribe you brought, you know you brought along with your tribe, your natal tribe, your family, all this stuff. And then we, what you wanted to talk about boundaries, which is what I love talking about all the time, and that is set yours so that you're living in your truth, in your happy and healthy place, and. And you're gonna, you're, some noses are gonna get out of joint. You're gonna hurt some feelings, and you know, and oh well. Uh, and I say oh well it, it, because it is quite matter of fact. Uh, it doesn't have to be angry. It doesn't come from an angry place when you say these are my. No, you can do that with ease. You can do it with grace. You can do it with joy, and say you know, can I talk to you just for a second? Because what you just said. Can I just tell you how that made me feel a second? Because so if you would stop, if you wouldn't mind, you know, finding another nickname for me or, you know, say, saying it in a different way, because it just kind of, it kind of hurt a little bit. If you can say it in that way and people go, most people are going to go, oh my God, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. Of course. You know, uh, in my family, I was the pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. You're the pain in the ass. You're the pain in the ass. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of black or white. 
I have my opinions and they're strong. Um, and, and, you know, but that to others, it, it was so strong in my stead that it was uncomfortable, I think, for some to be near people or to be or be near me that I was so powerful mm -hmm. in my beliefs. Um, remember that standards and boundaries are not attitude. I'll say that again. Your standards and the boundaries you create, it's not attitude. You're educating others as to how you want to be treated. Yeah. And so much of who we are, and you know, by the way, most of what we've formulated is well, by the time we're five, mm -hmm. six, maybe seven, your son, just by what you did on the court the other day, is going to know, I'm probably going to turn around and say to my dad, you know, I'm not doing my best, dad, and my dad's going to tell me, well, why don't you go out and try it another way? You know, maybe you'll come back victor this time. It doesn't yeah. always work, but you know. Right? Because yeah. you can't win them all. And I think that's another really important. Sometimes you, you have to know when to concede and go, well, did my best. And, and, and that's good enough. You know, good is good enough. I, I agree. Sometimes. Um, well, I, I love this, this, this topic of boundaries because I think that I like your approach. I'm very much the same way. I stand firm in who I am and in my power. And uh, I just kind of like, you know, you don't like me at don't really fucking care. Um, I hope we can be friends, right? It's always my goal is to be friends with everybody. Yeah, but right, you know, what's right. that that uh, that saying that you know, don't let your spirit irritate someone's demons or something like yeah. that, or don't be don't be triggered by it. I screwed that up. But how do people? Because I, I get this all the time. I've had uh, some of the younger guys I mentor. Hey, I've started to work on doing my personal development work. You can tell they're growing, they're changing. That does irritate people, especially spouses and, and, and close friends and especially family, right? Because they're used to a certain type of energy that you reside in and they want you to be in that comfortability zone with them. Yeah. So is there any things that you, you were kind of talking in a polite way, but is it okay in, in your instance if, hey, I've got a family member that just is not like supporting oh, me? to put them at arm's length or just stop talking to them? Well, you don't stop talking to people. I mean, that's not the whole idea. Having some sure. happy, healthy, strong self-esteem sometimes means, you know, they talk about, you know, I, I jokingly say, you know, um, so you remember the thing about, you know, the road less traveled, you know, I took the right. road less traveled and now I don't know where the hell I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and sometimes that's going to happen, right? You're right. going to be out there. And they say, you know, the, la the longest, what is it? The, the last mile, you know, the last mile is the hardest one, but it's also the loneliest one. You know, it's also the one where you kind of look around, you're looking around, you're going, well, I guess it's me and the, you know, you, me and the lamppost. It's me, myself, yeah. and I here. We're, not everyone is going to be in the same place at the same time, and not everyone is in the same place in their life to be wanting to level up, mm. wanting to be a better person. Some people are kind of happy and complacent. I say complacent, and let me take that back, but you, I think you get the point. Sure. They're happy where they are. And they're not going to want to level up or become a better person until life bites them in the ass again. Yeah. Until until they, you know, sometimes you've got to hit not rock bottom, but pretty darn close before you go, okay, big girl britches, dusting myself off, and here we go again. Yeah. And I want to be bigger and better that time because I've learned that lesson and I don't want to go back there. So what can I know? What do I need to know? What do I need to learn so that that doesn't happen? And a lot of the times it's, you know, you're dealing with people, it's self-acceptance. Mm. It's, it's learning to live purposefully. Um, you also want to take it, uh, my third, ch third chapter is responsibility. I mean, how many of us are truly taking responsibility for A, 
everything that's happening in our life. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier just to blame everybody else, isn't it? Well, right. It's easier to just go, oh, it was your fault. Yeah, no, don't work that way. Sorry. You want to be assertive at the same time, uh, but you want to also live in integrity. Integrity is my, as my go-to word every day. <laughs> I want to live in honesty and I want to live in integrity. Um, and far from perfect am I, but I do everything I can every day uh, to be a better person than I was yesterday. Um, and that I think also is about living consciously. Mm. So to yeah. answer your question, to answer your question, you do you. You worry about you. You move forward. And if someone is picking up, you know, hey, I kind of want a piece of that. I want to have what she had. Then great. You know, but until they're ready, it's like anything else, like alcoholism. The alcoholic isn't going to stop drinking until what? They hit rock bottom yeah. and they want to change. Yeah. It's the same thing with self-esteem. I say read the book and reading the book is, this isn't a one-time read. This is a lifetime read. This is kind of like thinking grow rich. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like come back because every time you read it, you're going to you're going to resonate with what you need now. You could read this whole book by tomorrow at noon and love it, but not everything is going to be something you may need today or right. tomorrow by noon. That's a great point. You know, there's going to be something in this book you're going to need in a month. You're going to need it in a year. And so you want to co continue to go back and read it because there are affirmations. There are exercises. We've got case studies, the clarion call, Clarissa's corner. There's all kinds. Uh, there's a lot of rah-rah in here, but make no mistake that when you go through the process of this book, and that's why I call it a regime, because a regime is an organized way of doing things, that we organize you in a way that you get all 12 chapters done, and some of the work is going to hurt. And some of this stuff you knew you had to be working on and you just didn't. And some of this stuff is, you know, stuff you knew, you know, you, you didn't know really that you needed to work on. And some of the stuff you didn't even know about that you needed to work on. Like, yeah. right? So when you ask the universe for, for a powerful tool like this, buckle up. Yeah. Well, do, doing, I mean, you said it uh, right when we started the conversation, you know, doing the work can be hard. Um, I, yeah. I've come to enjoy it. And it's interesting. You started talking about responsibility. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Jordan B. Peterson. I know he's a, he's a controversial, he's a, he was a professor at university of Toronto and used to be at Harvard. Uh, and I went and saw him lecture last week and he's a big, he's a huge proponent. Clean your room. Oh yeah. Tell the truth, right? Take personal responsibility. And I think that that's been lost in our society because uh, to some of the other points of social media, it's we've transitioned into a victimhood type mentality as a society. And, yeah. um, and it's, it's been a disservice to people from having to own their own stuff and take accountability and look in the accountability mirror, yeah. right? It, it's, it's been tough. Um, one of the things I wanted you to talk on, I know we don't have a ton of time, but I want you to hit them, is your four pillars of uh, self-esteem. So we can try to cover those. Four pillars. Is, I love the four pillars. So look good, feel good, be good, and greater good. You know you're feeling pretty 
be pretty good about yourself when you're all pulled together, right? Absolutely. You're looking good, you're walking out the door. That's pretty simple and it's and it's individual for everyone, right? You're gonna to wanna to feel good, diet, exercise, nutrition. You're gonna to wanna to make sure that you're working like a well-oiled machine because head and body and heart, they're all working together. You gotta make sure that that's, you know, again, a well-oiled machine. The third one is feel good. So you wanna to wanna to make sure that you are, what are you learning? Who, like I said before, what are you learning? Where are you learning? Who are you listening to? What are you, uh, what are you absorbing? What are you shunning? Uh, your finances, uh, the books that you're reading, the news that you follow. Be really careful. And you know, I do certain things. I don't follow a lot of news. As I said, I like to stay informed, but I don't want to. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm informed, not deformed around right. the news. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, so I. Uh, but I also like to listen to the other side. Because I know what I believe, mm -hmm. but I want to listen to what the other side is saying because I never want to be so fossilized in one way of thinking. God, now, they I very know. rarely do they ever, you know, but you get what I'm saying. So that whole be good is be the best you. What are you thinking? What are you learning? What are you knowing? How are your finances? You know, all of that stuff. Um, and certainly your relationships. All of this, by the way, has to do with either relationship to self or to, with others. And then your greater good, paying it forward, pay, you know, uh, uh, paying it back, tithing, volunteering, giving back, like whatever it is you do. And again, it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars and big broad strokes. It can be holding open, you know, the, the, remember the old world kindnesses, you know, hold the elevator door open for someone, help the woman down the stairs with the baby carriage. Uh, a smile sometimes is all you really need to do. Can you help the old lady across the street? Can you stand up from public transport and let the pregnant woman or an older, uh, an, the elderly sit down? All the, you know, the things that you, know, you would think, or I think are the most normal and natural things to do today have all been, you know, obliterated. Yeah. So why don't we try going back to, you know, it doesn't have to be huge stuff that we do. It just has to be phenomenally kind things that we mm. do from the kindness of our heart. And by the way, let it go. It may never come back to you. This, but you know what? The universe is all seeing and all knowing. It, it, you will somewhere. You're going to get paid back. And karma's a bitch. So be careful with that. <laughs> well, and I took, well, you hit on so many good points there. And I think the big one that, that a lot of people are missing right now is because we are at a time where I think that most people would agree here in the States, it's the most polarized you've ever been. And, and I, and I love your perspective of just being well-rounded. Um, I had one of my friends came over and to my house and they know that I'm an avid reader. I have a whole other podcast where I do a book review. So I read a book a week. So at any given time, I'm usually between like five and seven books. And this was, a, this was some time back, but he, he came over and um, I had a Michael Savage book uh, on my bedstand called Trump's war. And I also had Mary Trump's book about Trump yeah. on my nightstand. Yeah. Right. And then I had the economist right. Right. on my nightstand with mother Jones and and he and he's like he's like dude, he's like these are so love that. Opposite. yeah love that and, and I go dude I said one I can't be an effective communicator with anybody if I don't understand where the person's coming from it does me no good to get in my own echo chamber and regurgitate my beliefs yeah. to people who have my beliefs right we don't ever get anywhere as a society you know and and all I want to do is be able to connect with other humans and meet them where they're at and that has just been sure. a complete lost art in our in our society um i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong Connection. but that's just that's just how i feel right and and i and i Connection. feel 
from a self-esteem perspective, the more I know yeah. and I'm able to communicate, the more I'm empowered and I can empower others, irrespective of if we're different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, communication. And here's, uh, you brought to mind, I don't know if you remember an old television show, it was called The Outer Limits. And you're, I'm 63, so you're probably a good 20 years younger than I am. But there was an old Old show black and white called the outer limits and it's spectacular by the way you should go look it up on youtube but there was an episode where the guy hated people and beep beep get out of my way and you know the whole the whole nine yards right can't stand my neighbors shut the hell all that stuff god and he walks back and says jesus i just wish i lived in this world by myself just i just want to be alone <laughs> next thing you know he wakes up the next morning he walks out to get the newspaper no newspaper because he got his wish. There was nobody else living on the oh, face no. of the earth. It was just him. Yeah. Now you think about that a minute. Think about it. If you walk out the door tomorrow, it'll never happen. But think about the ramifications of getting that wish and walking out the door because you're so done with humanity. You're so done with society. You just want to be left alone. And you are. Yeah. Be terrifying. Damn. I mean, that's crazy kooky yeah to walk out and, and and you know so be really i'm not gonna say be careful what you wish for because that would never happen but you know maybe we we all need to be trying just a little bit harder you know totally I, I know it's tough and we're, and we're all at wit's end and it's people are depressed and they're anxious and uh, you know but i'll tell you what 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 really will help a lot of that depression and anxiety are just a whole bunch of hugs you know, it's a bunch of hugs and connections. So I'm not trying to be Miss Woo Woo. And, you know, I'm just saying it's the truth. It's what we're here for. It's what humans do. That's how we connect. No, I, I love it. And I, let's let's end on, on, on this, Clarissa, because it's something uh, that I think that you will be able to speak eloquently about, and that's gratitude. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I absolutely, and, and we, you know, you hear it all the time. So it's kind of almost like, really, Clarissa, that's the best you have. But it is really one of the most important things that will keep you in a positive frame of mind. Because there are days and times, you know, I call them the daily demons. And my daily demons work on me every day of the week. There's never a time that I don't have to go, okay. I got it. Thank you very much. Not, I'm not adhering to that. I'm not going to advocate for that. You know, I, off you go. You know, it, it just is, it's the nature of the beast. It's the nature of who we are for the most part. So if I can wake up in the morning and say, you know, it, 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 it's cold. I'm in Arizona, but it's 40 something. It's 40. It's thank you for my warm bed and the blankets mm. and a soft pillow. Thank you for my family and my health that, you know, I mean, there's so many people that are, I just got over COVID. So I know what it means to be really sick again. Sure. Um, you know, but so thank you again for my health. Um, thank you for, you know, the, the pantry full of food. Thank you for the water that comes out of my tap. You know, I've done some work with Africa. They had no water. You know, all the countries that would love to be able to not walk miles and miles for a right. bucket full of water. So thank you for all. And you start taking a really deeper dive into the things that are within 100 feet of you every day on a given, any given day. And just be thankful for that. Wow. The sun, the moon, you know whatever it is and, and thank you for the people that you know that that i've loved and lost and thank you to the people that i haven't met yet that i'm gonna love all that stuff makes up who we are it makes up our lives and while we're here we might as well you know you know, we might as well make the best of it and i'll leave you with this because i know we've got to go and that is you know we hear a lot awful lot about i am enough you are enough 
everybody's in look all I'm telling you is enough as a definition means as much as required mm. now do you think for a second that you are as much as required that is required hell no I'm not yeah. we are all so much more than enough every one of us is more than enough and I am going to say that until the good Lord brings me home <laughs> because it's the most important message of all you are so much more than enough you have so much more to give you have so much more to learn so much more to lose and so much more to gain hmm. and therein lies the ebb and flow of life yep beautifully put Beautiful. I'm glad to be, I'm glad we, we finished there. Now, where can people connect with you, buy the book, listen to the podcast? Where, where can everybody? Uh... Yeah. Well, thanks very much. Oh, yeah, thanks. Absolutely. So self-esteem regime can be found on Amazon. It is also in Barnes and Noble. I was thrilled to be able to have, see my book at Barnes and Noble on the shelves and go in there for a book signing. It was kind of like, you know, check, check and check. It's also an audible book. So I was like, damn, okay. That really worked for me. I was thrilled when I, when I, yeah, and I have so much more get to, to go yet. But the idea that the book was actually on the shelf at Barnes and Noble, damn, you know, that was a big deal. I was really thrilled. I mean, if you're not grateful for that, I don't know what to be grateful no. for. Um, totally. so yeah, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, definitely. And then I can be found on social everywhere at Clarissa, you know, just Clarissa Burt everywhere but Snapchat. Okay, perfect. I don't have one either. I don't, I still, <laughs> I still, I still don't get it. Uh, but everybody, I will post um, links for Clarissa's uh, in social. Um, all the handles for Instagram, Facebook. I'm sure she said she, on all of those, except for Snapchat, uh, her website yeah. podcast. And most definitely you'll see a big um, link in the bottom and I'll put it in bold for her book. So uh, please go down yeah. there. The podcast everywhere you find a podcast. Yeah. Okay, everywhere perfect. there's a podcast is. Yeah. And, and she yeah. has, and I went and then we've got, you've got some and then in the limelight TV wrote the Amazon Yeah. Oh, okay, all that cool. Stuff. I'll give you all that stuff. Yeah. So we can download the, the um, awesome in the light lime, excuse me, in the limelight. Uh, so great. You can get download the app on any of the million different devices we yeah. have out there nowadays. Um, perfect. Yes, sir. Well, Clarissa, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Um, I love the message and I'm really you happy to, to talk about it because it's so important. Thank you. I believe so too. Go live in happy, health esteem, happy, he healthy, happy, self-esteem, everybody. <laughs> I got it out. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you so much again.